And now, with thanks to our amount furniture, Cluncolic Tullamore. Quality furniture for every room at the right price with free delivery. Find our amount furniture Tullamore on Facebook. All the screaming girls have been held at bay so he could make his way to the studio today. His rock star popularity makes them faint and cry, even though for us he just does DIY. Brian Cloonan. I hate that one. <laughs> well, of course, you, you thought it was going to be you at the very beginning. I remember that. I remember that the last time. This You really thought it was going to be you. How are you doing? I'm grand. I'm grand. I had a bit, little bit of surgery. I had a, a thing removed off my leg that required a skin graft, and I didn't realise it was going to be so painful. So um, I thought I was a good patient, but uh, it turns out maybe not so much. If you could see Brian Clunan today, it's a glimpse into his future. He's hobbling <laughs> yeah. around on two sticks. Yes. But I have just one question. Yes. Is your arm broken as well? Why? Why can't you shave? Oh, yeah, I said I would... You see, originally the reason that I... He, the consultant was very clear that I can't work for two weeks. And I said, right, one of the ways to make sure that I stay out... Because I didn't think... I, Look, there's no way it could work, to be mm-hmm. frank. Now I realise that. But it said one of the ways I will stay out, make sure I stay out of the shop is to look very scruffy, which I think I've achieved. First. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you not shower as well? <laughs> no, I did shower. It's a big job, but I shower. <laughs> By the way, two things, just when I think of it. Um, one, I got it. I didn't realise this existed. And uh, it's a thing you can buy in a chemist. You slide it up over. Your, so let's say you have your leg in a cast a knee replacement uh, whatever and it's all bandaged up and you're not I mean he was very clear do not get that wet there's a thing just just slides up like a boot like a big plastic sock but it is genuinely completely waterproof so I would have been traditionally wrapping it in cling film and putting elastic bands on it so this thing just slides up in 30 seconds which is brilliant good to know yeah and then the other thing is just to say handed walking sticks or handed crutches so there's right hand and left hand so you know the way you see people with um you know, foam and the crutch handles and because it's sore in the hands. Mm. And it is. I was using an ordinary pair of walking sticks and the hands get a welt. You can feel a piece of hard skin and it's red and sore. But there's handed, so it's the width of your hand. Now, you you can't hold a right-handed one in a left hand or vice versa because it's designed only for use in the one hand. But it spreads the weight. It's three times the width of an ordinary walking stick. Or crutch. You can get them in crutches, you can get them in walking sticks. So keep your eyes open. If you're somebody who uses a stick a lot, it does make a difference. Get the handed ones. Handed ones. Mm. Do they all come with the marble top and the walnut? No, they come with all sorts of things. They were the only ones available at the time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. DIY is the purpose of Mr. Clunan's visit to us every Wednesday morning. Well, no tips. You know, it's not. It's just helpful tips. They were two helpful tips. Morning, lads. Our 14-year-old was in a friend's house last Tuesday. And her pal made pancakes, which the girl has raved about ever since. So on Sunday, she decided to do the same here. But unfortunately, she made enough mixture for 12 people and there are only three in our house. So you and just, just keep eating pancakes for the rest of the week. Uh, that's not what she did. Oh, OK. She poured the unused pancake, which was over half the mix, down the kitchen sink. Oh, no. And ever since, it takes an age for the sink to clear. I have tried a product which was, <laughs> which featured a well-built gentleman on its label without any success. I think she's allowed to use the brand. Mr. Muscle! <laughs> Yay! Well-built gentleman. Um, right, yeah, that's a real problem. So she wants to ask a man yeah. who isn't a well-built yeah, yeah, gentleman yeah, yeah, how to fix it. 
maybe gentlemen, definitely not well built. Um, so yeah, the problem there is that the the butter, the flour, the oil, the whole, the 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 dairy, the milk, everything combined together. Look, it sets like cement, and I don't think any of the normal products will work. Um, just before you try anything else, take out all, make sure the sink is empty, and just try. If you have two kettles all to the good, or maybe boil a kettle of water and put it into a saucepan and keep it simmering, and then boil a second kettle of water, and just try pouring the boiling water kind of from a height. You know, don't go right down into the sink. Go a little bit and pour it down. The boiling water just might soften up. The if it depends how near the sink it is, how, how near the top of the pipe it is. So boiling water on its own just might do it. But failing that, if it's further down the pipe, the only thing that's going to work is the drain acid. So acid drain and blocker. Great stuff. We spoke about it before. Very, very dangerous. So what you're going to do in this case is you're going to pour in very carefully a small amount and then a few minutes later a small amount. So you basically pour in half a bottle but over 10 minutes. You don't just pour in half a bottle because if you do that it'll bubble up back into the sink and it'll stay in the sink so you just keep pouring in a small amount it requires patience so if ever you're using at home get your wife to do it Um, and just keep pouring in pouring in leave it now for about an hour and then fill up the sink there'll be a horrible smell which means it's working now I mean a horrible smell Um, Open, open the windows then open the windows before you start we always say to people if you're using it it's one we always recommend for use in a shower for for people with long-haired family in the house. Um, but we always say, don't use it last thing at night if it's a non-sweet because the smell is going to be horrific in the mm. room. So uh, pour it in, leave it for the hour, and then you need volume. So the flush, the flush of a toilet is, the secret is the volume of water all coming at once. So what you do is put a stopper in the sink, fill the sink right up to the top, also fill a bucket of water, and then pull the plug It'll start to go down and as soon as it's getting near the end, fill up the sink with the bucket of water. So to create this huge volume of water that there's, it's, it's, it's not just half a sink twice because that's not volume, that's not pressure. It's the big air, it's the big, you know, 10 litres of water pushing down on it that makes the difference and it, that'll be fine. It'll all clear. Keith says his concrete patio was painted with terracotta red paint by the previous tenant. Power hosing has not worked to remove it. What would you suggest for a concrete paint? So you would have felt power hosing should work um, if it's a paint. So is he sure it's not just terracotta dye in the cement when the patio was put down? Are they terracotta slabs? Mm. So if it's paint, it will be coming away in places. So, you know, the worn areas, it'll be gone down to grey cement. That means it's paint purely on the surface or at the edges of where it's flaking or whatever. Um, now, he has an alternative in mind and wants to know, would you agree? Okay. Concrete paint and just go over it. Yeah, so on an outdoor concrete surface, no, look, it's like everything. Once you start painting, you know, you paint your house, you do have to redo it in a few years' time. But a, a flat outdoor surface is much more difficult. You will have to repaint it more often. And of course, the first thing you would always say to somebody if they're trying to repaint something like that is try and get the old paint off. So, you know, it's not ideal, um, but needs must. If he's if he really feels he doesn't like the colour of it, he's sick of it, it's worth, it's worth doing that. I mean, the other alternatives are to 
you know, put uh, straightly down on top, straight down on top of the patio, put down decking, be it timber or PVC, or there's all sorts of um, outdoor tiles you can get. So just think about what's the, the paint will have to be redone, and that's a given. You might get three years, five years, depends on the foot traffic. Um, and if you're happy enough with that, tear away. It'll be a lot cheaper. Colin Roscommon finishes his text with It's driving me crazy. Uh, tell you what the rest says after these. Mr. Fixit with Aramount Furniture Tullamore and their quality ranges in dining, kitchen, bedroom, lounge and creative living spaces ready for delivery and to be enjoyed. Find Aramount Furniture Tullamore on Facebook. A listener says, so you both got over the rash. <laughs> Did you say I had the feckin' rash last week? But no, I was but missing. I wasn't in last week. But if I if I had known you were out, I would have come in. You know, I was very sick, feeling very sorry for myself. But I definitely would have come in just for the, the sake of being able to say, "Poor Will, he has a horrible rash in an unmentionable area." Um, but I didn't. I had something far worse. Well, man flu. Oh no, the dreaded man flu. Francis has a garage roller door. And the problem is she has lost her key. She says there's a three-digit number on the inside of the roller door beside the lock. So she's wondering where can she get the key. Presumably this number corresponds with the key. Not necessarily. Oh. That would be too, would make too much sense. But it might. It just might. What I would always say to, to people like this is take a good, clear photo of the outside of the lock where the key goes in and a good, clear photo of the inside where the number is and email it to your local locksmith or key cutting people and if it's possible to cut the code they will they will do it for you now the good news is she's able to get inside the garage so if it's not possible to get a cut the code include the mechanism the, the the lock on the inside and they'll be able to order one if they don't have one in stock all these locks are available and they're usually, believe it or not, only held in by two screws or four screws on the inside. Now, all these screws are not accessible from the outside. So it's actually quite a simple job, usually. Now, you do have to be careful. There's one or two garage doors which have a spring-loaded metal, spring-loaded ropes on them. So very fine, looks harmless, looks like wool, looks like, you know, a clothesline. It's all fine. People have been seriously injured by interfering with that part of the mechanism. So if you're not sure, if it's not very clear what you should be doing, don't take it on. Mm-hmm. But look, first steps, picture of the lock, inside and outside, and send it to whoever you get your keys cut from locally, your local locksmith or whatever. Column in Roscommon is being driven crazy by green stuff on his tarmac. He's looking for a good weed killer, a cheap washing powder, whatever will get rid of this green stuff, which presumably is some form of alligator. Yeah, so look, the whole of the world... Well, I don't know if it's all over Ireland, but it's certainly all over the Midlands. It has been a very, very mild, wet winter. So everywhere is covered in algae. Um, it, look, it's easy. It's easy kill. Do not use washing powder on your tarmac because we have... a a huge number of reports of people using it. It's fine to use on your, on your concrete if you want, but don't use it on tarmac. Uh, a good moss killer, algae killer, there's loads of them out there. Um, the, the, the Moscow, the uh, Moss Buster, the, the Tip Top Drive Clear is the one I'm using at the moment just because it's the cheapest, but there's all loads, so loads of different brands depending on where you are. Always, we always say it, but people sometimes don't do it look at the dilution rate and look at the cost so if something mixes 5 to 1 and it's 20 quid 
it's still cheaper than something that mixes five, well obviously it's cheaper than something that mixes uh, five to one or four to one at 20 quid so you need to work out how much does each litre of end product cost me so if you go into a shop and there's a load of different brands there that's what you look at 90% of them have the same active ingredient I have to say in the same more or less the same percentages a very politically correct caller in the Swan in County Lee says we recently had a person hole replaced what? (laughs) can't be be a manhole it was a person hole it's a bloody manhole so there is now a gap of between three and four inches around this person hole that just (laughs) it sounds wrong doesn't it it really does (laughs) the surface behind the person hole is tarmac stop saying person hole and I don't want to fill it with concrete. Is there any easy fix so I don't have to call the tarmac person? <laughs> did it say tarmac man? No. Go, did it not? No. 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 It's tarmac person. It's all politically correct. <laughs> they okay. are very, very conscious of so, things in the Swan in County Leash. It's known must, for it. They must be. So I will translate. They have a manhole with a gap the whole way around. Yes. And they don't use cement. Correct. Okay. And they don't want to call the tarmac man unless it's unnecessary. Okay. Correct. Now I grasp it. It took me a while there, I have to say. Okay. So you can buy buckets of cold tarmac, they call it. So it looks, we've all, you know, been in traffic and you see this big lorry and there's tarmac coming out and it's going into the back of a wheelbarrow and it's red hot. And then when it cools, it sets. And uh, this is, I don't know how it works, to be quite honest with you. But what you do is, it's cold tarmac, you get, uh, you need something firm now, like you need something with strength in it. You're not going to, you need a, a spade or a garden trowel or something, and you scoop it out. And it's not going to effortlessly come out, but it will come out, it, it will come out. And then what you do is you, you pack it down into the hole, and what I always suggest is to get a nice smooth finish, um, get a piece of timber a flat piece of plywood or whatever, and beat, tap that down, beat it down, so that it's completely level with the existing tarmac. And uh, it, it, do, it does look really well. I don't think it's that cheap. I think it's, I'm, I'm guessing here, I think it's about 15 or 20 quid a bucket. Um, and it's heavy. Park near wherever you're going to go to get it, because even though it's only the size of a bucket, it's, it's like a bucket of cement. It's, you're not going to be popping it, you know, you're not going to be walking uh, 200 yards down the road. Well, you certainly are. No, I won't be anyway, no. <laughs> with your two walking sticks. Will, I recently got an old cast iron fireplace from my uncle and it came from my great-grandparents' house. Oh, lovely. But it's covered in layers of paint and lots of rust spots. How do I restore it? Because I would like to use it in my own home for sentimental reasons and it is a fabulous piece. Lovely. Uh, that's. I, I must say, anything that comes down to generations and, and you know what's very important? Make sure that the next generation know where it, that where it came from. Yeah, the we, story. Yeah, the story. We have various pieces of furniture at home um, that have have a history to them, and in underneath. So, like we've a we've a big table, um, and it came from wherever, and we've written on a card, stapled underneath. We've the history of it, and and uh, you know, I look <laughs> what in, in thirty years time. Well, whatever number of years time, the kids will probably put it in a skip. <laughs> But anyway, they've some, there's some chance that they might keep it if they know the history of it. So what the easiest thing, might, the easiest thing now, look, it's off. It's not fitted on the wall. So the easiest thing is bring it to somebody that does sandblasting. Because 
they will what what would take a monstrous effort with paint stripper, and you can do it. You can get paint stripper, and if you go to use paint stripper, what you do is you brush on the paint stripper, you cover it in cling film because it's movable. What I personally would do is I do it all outside, and I do it all at one time. So what I do is lay it flat on the ground, on the lawn, okay, brush on the paint stripper, drop the cling film down on top of it, leave it for a couple of hours take off the paint stripper and then immediately power wash it. So everything now is soft. But just remember, so well, I suppose what I do is I'd scrape off what I can conveniently. But all the stuff that's in the nooks and the crannies and so on, the stuff I can't get off easily, then power wash it. But just keep the dog and the kids and everyone away because you're now, you're sending uh, debris. debris all over the place with the power washer. But it will do a very good job. But I would say if I if it was mine and I have actually done this 30 years ago um, I brought it to the local headstone people who sandblast all the time so anybody that sandblasts if you know someone who sandblasts that's great otherwise the headstone people will sandblast and you give them the fireplace they will sandblast it but you need here's the important bit as soon as it's sandblasted as soon as you can get a coat of primer on it so either give them a tin of spray zinc primer so zinc 1A2 or any of the zinc primers. And then you can paint it or whatever you want to do. Or if it's going to be oiled, get it back from them. But really what you don't want to do is you don't want to sandblast today, sit in the Monumental Works yard for a week in the rain and the dew and all that and then collect it back because the rust will have started again. So some people will oil them, just oil, WD-40, one oil or whatever, I would say painted black, they look fantastic. Satin black, not matte black, not gloss black, satin black. But if you're painting, do use a primer. So the zinc primer, spray it on the same day, and then you can collect it in your own time, or collect it from them as soon as if it's done, and then you spray it, one or the other. You triggered something there when you mentioned doing something 30 years ago. Well, when is your birthday? Oh, my birthday is, um, I've, I've won every year, funny enough. Have you a significant one? <laughs> I'm not around that week. Funny that. <laughs> Brian Clunan is here from... Oh, I'm Clemens. 75. 75? Yeah. In April. How are you? Yeah, well, the, the business is... Oh, very good. <laughs> very good. Must talk to you about an outside broadcast. We'll do a deal. 083 30 10 103. Text and WhatsApp your query to Brian. After the news at 11, the jobs in which you can... Argue for a pay rise, some up to 15% this year. And food waste. If you haven't already tried to stop food waste, it is costing the average household €700 per year. And in these times, that money could be very, very useful indeed. Advice from Joe about the garage, the roller door with the mystery key. Apparently, there's a locksmith in Ross Grey who will call out to the garage and sort it in minutes. Apparently, he has a very up-to-date system and is fantastic. Not too expensive either, says Joe. That's not a lot of information to go on, but at least it's Hogan's, a lead. Hogan's in Ross Grey. Is it Hogan's? Yeah, yeah. But there will be... I'm, I'm only just saying this. There will be in your area. So, obviously, Joe Hogan, who's a great locksmith, won't want to travel to, you know, Athlone to do the job. There will be... Uh, Harneys in Athlone will do it, and so on. So, whatever your area is, they it'll be Harneys in Athlone, or Stences in Mullingar, or, or, or Hogan's in Rasgrave, whoever it is. They contact your local locksmith and, and or key cutter, and they will sort it for you. Can Brian repeat the name of the product to use for algae or moss on the tarmac? 
Well, the one I, I personally have used for the last two years is Tip Top Drive Clean or Drive Clear. I can't remember which. As always, it's a pink container and you mix it five to one and it absolutely wipes out the moss and wipes out the, the algae. So always remember with algae, you spray it on nice and finely because you want to make the mix go as far as possible and it only needs a fine coating. So your garden knapsack sprayer is perfect for that. If it's heavy, heavy moss, just slightly more difficult because the moss has to be dry enough to take it in. So if you have heavy rain yesterday, and even though today is a lovely day, if it's in a shaded area, it might be still very wet and that won't absorb any liquid. So you need to wet the moss well and spray the algae lightly. And then the other thing is just always remember you need a dry 24 hours after you spray it and that dry 24 hours has to be above 6 degrees. So you could get a lovely day like today and there could be frost tonight. So if you spray today and you get heavy frost tonight, that impedes the working of the algae killer. You know when you're in a coffee shop, and yes. you overhear conversations, even though you're not deliberately listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't help it. Yeah. Do you know what, particularly, do you ever do that when you go on holidays and you just sit oh, at an outdoor coffee yeah. shop and people watch and people Pe- listen? And oh, People yeah. watching isn't just for ho- holidays. <laughs> Is it not? It's a okay. great hobby for weekends, especially in a busy <laughs> shopping centre. I digress. So this caller was overhearing in the coffee shop about the amount of germs, dead skin and other disgusting things. Oh, Jesus, what's going in the average mattress. All oh, right, okay. So much so, they're now uneasy going to bed at night. <laughs> All right. Are there simple ways of cleaning a mattress? Well, <laughs> there is, there is, there is. But I suppose the first thing I'd always say is, you know, an essential piece, I genuinely mean this, a, a vital piece I would always say is a mattress protector. So the mattress protector, now do make sure you get the right size. It's very annoying to put on a mattress protector that's not the right size. So if it's too big, it's kind of floating around the place. It should be tight on the bed. But the mattress protectors, they do exactly what they say on the tin. Are these the plastic things? No, God, no, no, no. They're, they're cotton. So they're not, they actually make the bed slightly more comfortable. The better ones mm. make the bed slightly more comfortable. But they're like a mattress, they're like a liner. But the point is, they stop anything going through. So, But you can take them off and wash them. The point of, the, of a mattress protector is if you're washing your sheets every week, you can wash this, if not every week, every second week. So all that build-up that we spoke about and all sorts of bodily fluids that might leak out of all sorts of places, like your nose and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that not, not too many bodily fluids leaking out of you <laughs> in that condition. <laughs> um, so you just take off the mattress protector and the mattress stays clean. Um, I know we had a mattress and I obviously I, I couldn't possibly comment on, on which side of the bed it was but there was a lot of false tan on one side of the bed <laughs> on the mattress so the mattress protector when the new bed came we made sure to get a mattress protector and it stopped the mattress from getting false tan on it um, Does it stop if you um, happen to spill coffee does it stop that browning on the mattress? It should do yes I hope it's coffee. I hope it is too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, do you ever see a mattress like that? Yeah. I wonder what else it is, yeah. So anyway, first things first, mattress protector for the future. In, at the moment, look, if what I would always say is the best way of, of getting a mattress clean is strip your sheets, put them in the washing machine and get two or three packets of bread soda. Now that's a lot of bread soda, but it's dirt cheap. And just pour the bread soda all over the mattress and spread it with your fingers. Work it in with your fingers, particularly to the bad areas. And do you know what you do? It's always a great thing to do. 
keep a very small bit, keep an egg cup full of the bread soda that you don't use. And then that night, I mean, if you could leave it for 24 hours, it would be all to the good. If you could sleep in the spare room, it would be all to the good. But if you can't, that night before you go to bed, excuse me, what you're going to do is you're going to scrape off as much as you can, get it up onto a, into a bowl or whatever, and then get a hoover and give it a really good hoovering. But the bit that you've just, now all you've done is put it in the mattress and taken it off the mattress. So scrape it up on a dinner plate, on you know a, ma- a magazine or whatever. And then when it's sitting there on the magazine, get your, your egg cup full of unused and pour it on top of it. And then look at the colour difference. So bread soda is brilliant for sucking up all the bacteria, all the gunk, all the horrible stuff that's there. And then the hoovering will take out the bread soda, but all the, the stuff, the, the, the skin, some of the fluids that have dried, they all tend to stick to the bread soda. So when you hoover out the bread soda, you take all that stuff out with it as well. So you'll sleep easy that night knowing that somebody else's dead skin is not under you. <laughs> Moral of the story, next time you're in a coffee shop, mind your own beeswax. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably, yeah. Related to that, next caller has a five-year-old who has insect bites all over their body. So they had a FaceTime consultation with the doctor. Yeah, you can only get FaceTime with some of them yeah. these days. You can't actually get in person. That's another story for a different day. But the doctor concludes the likely suspect are bed bugs. So what can be done? I've moved her to her brother's bedroom. Neither of them are too happy about sharing. We need to tackle the bed bugs in her original room. Yeah, so look, you, the big thing, luckily it's only in one room. The brother hasn't been affected and they haven't travelled with her, which is great. Um, so do everything all on the same day. So obviously take off all the sheets, pillowcases, give them a really good wash. I personally would say put the put the pillows in the freezer or even just you know if you have to dump them but um, I would say get a fumer get a bug bomb and fume the whole room so a bug bomb for an average bedroom would probably cost you I don't know 15 quid something like that but it burns for 3 or 4 hours and because it's a vapour a smoke it goes everywhere now you you won't you know what you do is the first thing this morning you clear out everything that can be washed you open ex- put the mattress up on its end near it so that the most it's most exposed to the bunk bomb and uh, if there's fabric there you know it, it'll go everywhere but it doesn't smell but it kills every bug that's in the room on that day on that time so you just li- literally leave it for four five, I'd say I would leave it six hours and then come in and open the windows open the door let everything blow through and then go back in make up the bed it has it has no residual effect it just kills everything that's there at the time you need to go home <laughs> I do Brian thanks as always thanks Will uh, you will find him very soon at Cluden's Hardware in Tullamore he's recovering in the meantime and shall be here next Wednesday at 20 past 10